Man, the loyal Dame Dalla could only stay loyal for so long. What does Britney Spears have to do with Wimbenyama? And did Philly do James Harden dirty? I'm Rosa Panda, this is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. I'm feeling great. It's summertime, baby. But I'm like Sammy. Get get going with the sports, man. Come on now. <laughs> Amen. And Sammy, how you living, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm signed into my new Threads account to get all the news, and I'm listening to a repeating bass track to imitate James Harden dribbling the ball into the ground here in LA. So I'm ready to go. <laughs> all that th- those Threads account, man. Anyway. We got to talk about some basketball. I know we're kind of like on our little summertime like jam. It's I'm sorry we've been away for a week, but we have some news here. Damian Lillard, his agent, Aaron Goodwin, has confirmed that his client, Damian Lillard, only wants to be traded to the Miami Heat. And basically, he said that Damian Lillard isn't going to be happy anywhere else. He's discouraging other teams to even pursue him. And he had this to say. He said, I do what I should for my clients. Some teams I did call. Other teams have called me. It's a respectful relationship with most teams. Truthfully, he wants to play in Miami, period. Now, thinking about, like, Damian Lillard's, like, history with Portland and stuff like that, I think we could all agree that Damian Lillard did his time in Portland, did everything that he could for that city to try to win them a championship. So the trade request is warranted. But now, kind of chokeholding them after they signed this huge contract with Jeremy Grant. Do you guys feel like Damon Lillard's doing Portland a little dirty here? Or what do you guys think? I am having a very bad day. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you think this is like payback? Is this like a little bit of like revenge here? Or what, what is this? I don't think it's payback. I think that... Miami just adds another layer to the legend of Heat culture every year. I mean, this year we thought that team was a first-round knockout. Nearly didn't get out of the play-in, and they still showed up in the finals. So, Portland has been stable at points, but relatively dysfunctional while he's been there. I just think he looks at Miami and sees among the most stable organizations in the league that's constantly winning. I get it, but if you're asking for a trade and then saying you're only... Going to willing to go to one team. That's not really a trade request. That's kind of a, a ransom demand. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Miami's because they're constantly making moves doesn't really have the assets, so it's complicating this. So I get it from his side, but I think if you're really gonna do Portland right, you at least give what three teams is reasonable. Try to create some sort of market, yeah. but. One, yeah, it's definitely complicating things. I, I think that if this does get done with Miami, which I do think it will eventually, it's going to have to involve at least three teams. I don't think a, a one-to-one Portland-Miami deal works. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you, but I kind of want to comment on this whole, like, holding the team for ransom here. Because we've seen this, like, happen before. We've seen it happen with Kevin Durant, you know, forcing his way to Brooklyn and then forcing himself again to the Suns or, like, James Harden. The same thing with Brooklyn, Kyrie. Like we've seen like players force themselves onto teams before, but to me, I don't know if it's because I'm a I'm a Dame Lillard stan. I have a lot of love for Portland. This one feels different. Like I feel for Dame Lillard. Like I'm like, yeah, hmm. you 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 request what you want, man. Cause you you paid your dues. Am I the only one that feels this way, or do you guys think this is 
a little over the top. I could kind of see where you're coming from, but I'm going to come at you with a different angle. I think Dame is acting way worse than KD. Oh, okay. You know why? I'm not talking about the KD to the Nets. I'm talking about how KD got hated on when he joined the Warriors. You know why? I'm all about when people take their word gold. Word for bond. You're only as good as your word. And you know what KD did with OKC? He didn't resign that contract and then held them ransom. He fulfilled his contractual duty and then went to the 73 or 72 and 10 team. Which is fine, <laughs> right? See, I, yeah. That, like you, you he, have a point. He did yeah. the adult thing. Like you you signed that contract. The thing here is that Dame signed the contract not long ago and even tweeted not running from the grind. Tuck smack about PG, Sammy's boy, saying like you can't grind like how I grind. You gotta keep skipping teams <laughs> and now you are asking a trade request to the team that just made it to the finals yeah i i see what you're saying there jay it does seem kind of dirty to do it mid-contract and we all know that damian lillard's contract is a fat one he got a yes. fat contract from portland where what in the matter of a year or two he's going to be making 50 million Yep, four years, he'll be making year? 60 million. 60? That's crazy. Well, Aaron Fentress had talked to Damian Lillard's agent, and he said, I had some positive conversations with Joe Cronin, and I made it clear that Damian would, would want them to sit down and have a meaningful negotiation with Miami. And I think that's something Joe and the Blazers will do. Now, the tentative trade that people are kind of like brewing up, you know, in the trade machine, all the rumors and stuff like that, you hear little leaks here and there. It's where... It would just be a two-person, a two-team trade, where it would be Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, three future firsts, uh -huh. and in return, the Heat get Damian Lillard. <laughs> that sound effect gets me every time. Um, who, like, does this, does this seem fair? Is this a fair trade that the Blazers would Man. be getting back for Damian Lillard? I put that in the trade machine. The trade machine said, "Really." Come on, that ain't fair. Uh, if you're if you're Portland here, we have to ask a very simple question: Is this finally the start of the teardown? Are you just going with young guys? Are you trying to still be competitive? I think the answer is that you're going to go with the young guys, right? So if you're doing that, yeah, I think actually there's been almost too much hate on Tyler Hero at this point. I'm personally not a huge huge fan of his game, but he's a young dude, scores 20 a game. Uh, contract's a little high, but nothing crazy. But I don't think he fits Portland right now. Portland's not replacing Dame in this trade. They kind of replaced him in the draft. So to me, with Scoop. Uh, scoop, Scoop. Uh, so to me, the move is if you can find a team, supposedly Brooklyn might be interested in Hero, maybe the Jazz would be, and you can reroute him and end up with like five picks off of this. Yeah. And you're not using those picks to draft players you're using them to eventually trade for the next young guy who wants out and that's how you retool so can you use this as the base sure but i can't see this being the final deal i think that this is why i think a 13 has to be involved someone with assets who does want 
a Tyler Hero who maybe is just purely looking for shooting. So that's why I brought up Brooklyn fits that mold. Utah might fit that mold. Team like that. So that's that's where I see this going, personally. JJ, do you think that that two team trade is is a fair one? Absolutely not. <laughs> you have Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson with a team that already has, as Salmon mentioned, Scoot and Anthony Simons. You're basically going to have a crazy four guard uh, roster that will be making over, I believe, 120 million, 150 million, or 140. Right. right? Yeah. With, with, and I'm not even counting that uh, Jeremy Grant contract, which we'll talk about later. So even if the, even if Harold and uh, Robinson, you're going to make the deal sweeter with the three future first, people often forget, as Stephen A. Smith often says about draft picks, the Heat's picks won't even matter to the Blazers because those picks will be low. super high. Yeah. And yeah. we all know that drafting high doesn't even guarantee a great player. I mean, look at the Warriors with Wiseman. Absolutely. That's Let alone point. like three future firsts when they heat with Dame. We're going to assume Dame Butler and Adebayo will make it far in the playoffs. And those picks will probably be in the high 20s. Mm-hmm. So if, if it does so happen that another team could be involved, maybe two more teams could be involved where the Blazers get a whole bunch of picks and they go with the strategy that Sammy has posed. What is the likeliness you guys think that Dame Lillard is actually going to be wearing a Heat uniform at the beginning of the season on a scale of one to 10? 10 being, it's definitely gonna happen. One being, I don't see it happening in the near future. I'm gonna start with JJ. Uh, see, I've never seen this side of Dame before where now he's using this whole situation as ransom. And I think it's a high probability just because right now the Blazers should think about rebuilding, not retooling, like Samuel was just saying. Like, it's already, the damage has done. I think the city of Portland, they're beginning to think that Dame is on that villain arc similar to KD, <laughs> which is saying a lot. So I'm going to say it's likely. I'm going to say it's a seven. I am going to say it is a 9.75. I think this gets done, barring Portland's incompetence, which is the 0.25 of this equation. <laughs> so it just... He the whatever you want to call the narrative, he is defined as a loyal guy. Even though I would be pretty damn loyal for fifty million a year myself. Just saying. Yep. It's gonna be a really bad look on Portland if they don't get this done, and it looks like they're pulling the him what Philly did to Simmons. No one cared about that because Simmons was the one who wasn't playing. But if Portland treats this the same way, it's gonna be a really bad look around the league and to other players around the league. So I think this has to get done. Yeah, I, I honestly think this is probably going to get done. Now, there's been rumors that, as JJ was saying, that Dame Lillard, Dame, Damian Lillard might be like on this uh, villain trajectory in Portland. 
Likeliness of Dame Lillard being booed. His first game back in a Heat uniform. Scale of 1 to 10. JJ, what do you think? <laughs> I hate to say it, and I love Dame, but those Portland fans, I think they're going to boo him. Oh, okay. I think they're, they're going to boo him. So and, probably uh, a 10 from JJ, huh? Yeah, that's a 10, and I don't want to disrespect those fans, but I see that coming from them, man. Sammy. Okay. I might be completely wrong in this, then. I'm going to say five. I think it depends Ooh. on when the game is. If the game is early in the season and the wound is fresh, it's more likely. If if the game in Portland is in, like, March and Portland at that point is, like, 15 and 50, <laughs> then they'll be more inclined to, to cheer out a nostalgia. So let's go with a five pending the schedule release. <laughs> I'm going to say that they boo when he enters the stadium and then they'll cheer after Portland does their corny, you know, home tribute to Dame Lillard and his time there because I know that they'll, they'll at least do that for him. Anyway, we got to take this to our next topic here. We have to talk about James Harden. So James Harden, his departure from Philly might not be as imminent as it appeared to be last week when he opted into his 35 million player option for next season while simultaneously requesting a trade. So if you guys remember, James Harden last year, he took like 15 to 20 million less or something like that so that they could sign PJ Tucker, so that they could sign some other players as well. I forget what the number is exactly, but he was being like a team player. We all, we all, we were all sitting here like, wow, this is like a different James Harden. Maybe there's like a wink, wink, nudge deal here. But it seems like Daryl Morey has decided not to take care of his boy, James Harden, for the upcoming season. And now that Harden has requested a trade, Daryl Morey says that he's going to basically wait for the right trade to happen. Basically holding him ransom. What do you guys think? about this situation with James Harden here. That means you said it, man. But you said it in the last segment. You know what this reminds me of, dude? Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but here's a kicker. We've seen this story. We've seen this arc with James Harden where when he doesn't get what he wants, what does he do when he enters camp? He comes, comes in. in large and in charge and throws the ball into the stands. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And which in return makes his trade value go down. Mm -hmm. So does Daryl Morey want to run that risk, Sammy? That's the question that I'm asking. This is going to be like a hilariously slow game of chicken <laughs> between <laughs> Morey and Harden. <laughs> and it would be really funny to me if the main destination wasn't considered the Clippers. That's the that's the concern I have. In oh, this we'll game. talk about this. We'll talk about that. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but uh, like, see, with the Dame question where I said nine point seven five, this one I'm at like a six, and it sounds like the rumor is that the Clippers are very wary of giving up Terrence Mann and future picks which I actually get. I, Terrence Mann is one of those guys that he will never be like the standout outside of that 40-point game he put up in the playoffs one year, but he play he can play with anybody. 
and he's a really good player to have on any roster. He'll just fit in and find a spot. I think they would give in eventually and give him up because what's in the background of all this is the Clippers do not want to be left in a position next year where they've got no stars going into the new arena. And so adding Harden, even if his encore play doesn't reflect that, still adds another name. I hate the logic for that, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's also in the thought process here. So Mm -hmm. I think Maury will not give in. I think he's proven that over and over. So I don't like what that potentially means because that means the Clippers, if they make this deal, will be giving up more assets. I I have a question for the both of you. Mm -hmm. So a few weeks ago when the Sixers went fishing, we, we had the blame game, okay? Mm-hmm. Now I want to have the blame game with this whole debacle with James Harden, the potential trade request and everything that's happening. And I'm going to give a shout out to Reddit because they said that, who do you blame for this whole situation? Do you blame the front office for giving Harden this contract and this whole dilemma? Do you blame Harden? because he should fulfill his contractual duty without without demanding trade requests or do you blame Embiid because with him being injured every single year he's causes drama or we could go with our automatic answer blame Doc Rivers even though he got fired already <laughs> you know, what do you guys think though? blame game usually I would be like I, I would have to blame James Harden but you know what? I'm kind of on James Harden's side here. I feel like he did do something that would give some sort of faith to the 76ers. Like, hey, I'm here. I want us to win. I will I will cut some of my check and give it to somebody else to help us to do that. And I feel like Philly's just kind of backstabbing him at this point. And it, do, it does really feel dirty to me. I don't know. What do you think, Sammy? I'm kind of with you on that, too, because he wouldn't have opted in. It makes zero sense, right? And, yeah, unless they had said, we will do our best to accommodate your trade or to accommodate you in a trade, unless they specifically said, we're not going to trade you unless you we get our number. You can opt in if you want, but I can't imagine that's how that went. So it does feel a little dirty. Um, for the blame game, I mean, you got to put some on Doc. That's just kind of... You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn you, Doc. But you know what? I, I do think you're right about Embiid, and this is finally getting a little attention. He never stays healthy in the playoffs. And he might have been back on the court this year. I think he only missed two games, if I remember right, by that Boston series. But he clearly wasn't himself, and this has happened over and over and over. So... Mm-hmm. There's other talk now that if they make this Harden deal and they don't get back what they want, that Embiid might actually start looking around. But there's fingers to be pointed there, too. He's got a. I know part of this is just big men get hurt. But if he can do anything to keep himself, if it's a being better shape thing, whatever the case may be, that goes on you as the star player, too. This is still a guy that's an MVP that's never been out of round two. So we got to keep that in mind also. So I, I think it can be split among Doc, Harden, and Embiid. All of them, personally. JJ, who are you blaming? I don't know. I think I'm going to blame Doc just because I want to. But you guys bring all great points. Like, I have nothing to add. 
I'm surprised with the Embiid take because I didn't want to come off as a hater. But I want to give you props, Sammy, because you brought up all the points that all of all of us on this pod have been thinking, which if you're the not even like an all-star, if you are MVP caliber player, you take all the credit when winning, you definitely need to take the blame when losing. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So we have some odds here for where James Harden is going to land. And let's just imagine I'm, I'm giving you $100 or 100 like Mario coins. And you're going to go spend it at uh, Bowser's Money. Castle Casino. Okay. We have the Clippers at minus 180. 76ers at plus 270. Knicks at plus 600. And Heat at plus 700. Who are you laying down those 100 Mario coins on? I'm going to start with JJ. The easy answer is the Clippers, which I ho- I'm going to have Sammy explain that in detail since that's his squad. But for for the entertainment sake of the pod, it would be really cool if James Harden went to the Knicks. Just because of the drama, get some of that um, entertainment in the quote-unquote basketball capital of the world. So if I had expendable Mario coins, I would say the Knicks. Interesting. Does, ba- does Bowser have the field at plus 250? <laughs> <laughs> oh. let's, just, let's just imagine. Let's just imagine he does. I feel okay. like with the Clippers ever since this era, the Lawrence Frank uh, era of the front office, they've been really good about rumors not coming out about what they're doing, and then the move just happens. It happened going back to Blake Griffin. It happened with the Paul George trade. Like they make these deals and there's no rumor about it. So the fact that this one has dragged out this long, I mean, it's been good sources. So I I can see why they're still the favorite, but this just has not been how they've operated where their business is out there being reported on for weeks in advance. So I'm just like, I'm picturing a team just out of the blue, making a move here that we just don't see coming like throw out a random one for you someone like new orleans just randomly trading the assets that philly wants and making that kind of move so yeah well i'll 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 be taking the field at bowser's plus 250 (laughs) sounds good and with that we're gonna take a short little break with a word from our sponsor Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play, has the best lines to increase your chances at winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community fill. Use code CLINIC, all NBA, for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a new feature called Slide the Line, where users can raise or lower a line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now. Download the app. Indeed, I have somewhat of basketball news here to talk about. And we heard this. I I guess saw this on Twitter. Britney Spears was allegedly slapped in Vegas by Victor Wimbenyama's security who backhanded her in the face after she tapped the NBA player on the back for a photo. She's reportedly filing a police report for battery and an investigation is pending. 
kind of weird news to come out today. I'm kind of just wanting your guys' reaction to this. JJ, what do you think? Multiple takes. Uh, not a joking matter. But I'm trying to make light of the situation by saying Britney Spears is lucky because what if this was John Morant's entourage? <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> That's true, valid. Okay. So, but now the serious tone will come in. Um, if this was switched around where Wemby tapped Britney Spears and her security guard slapped him, I'm sure people would argue, hey, don't touch someone because you you may get touched back, right? Which I don't know if that's valid or not, but it's a point to make on the pod. The other point is that you just backhanded a 40-year-old woman to the ground when she just tapped you on their so- uh, shoulder, which is straight up an overreaction. And the only reason that it's getting publicity is because she's an icon. She's a celebrity. She has residency in Vegas. It just makes you think. Agreed. And people are like calling out this person. Like, you hired this security dude. How many times has he done this before? And unfortunately, all of us are over 21. We've seen people power trip. Security guards power trip. And sometimes you have to do it because you're dealing with drunk people you're dealing with people that are acting out it's late at night but when is it ever okay to put your hands on someone especially a slap so that's how i'm breaking down i'm still trying to process it but my initial reaction is way way overboard reaction um sammy i don't know man encourage me one way or the other what do you think I was going to try to use some random Britney song analogies, but I don't remember enough of them. And something about this being toxic, maybe. Uh, nice. What I would have gone with. No, you're right about this. I, I think all the hype around this kid, this is clearly, let's let's all put this out there. This is not remotely Victor Wambanyana's fault. He did nothing wrong here. I do want to make that clear. This was security, like JJ said, who reacted way too aggressively like this is going to be this kid's life if he's anywhere near as good as he is then this is going to constantly be like people are going to be trying to reach out to him make contact with him what like literally and what have you and so if you're putting security around this dude it has to be security that's insanely highly trained with dealing with people of a certain celebrity like lebron level celebrity when it comes to athletes and it just doesn't sound like like I I haven't seen this. I don't I don't know if there's video of it, but I didn't watch it. If there is, I don't think so. It just yeah. it just sounds like overreaction to someone who potentially hasn't been in a scenario like this before. Like JJ was saying, um, yeah. So this was just way too over aggressive. I mean, people are going to be tapping him on the shoulder for photos daily. Kids for yes, for the next three four decades if this guy is anywhere near as good as we all think he's gonna be yeah it's part of the job man exactly so yeah wild overreaction by security and by all accounts from what we've heard Wemby seems like a good dude i think he'll 
either see if he can address it. This is someone he knows personally, I'll try to address it with him. Otherwise, I think he'll put people in place to can handle these situations better. Yeah, man, like, like you guys were saying, like, Wembenyama, he's an NBA star, even without hitting the court yet. Right. And mm -hmm. he was playing in France, and now he plays for the Spurs, who famously, like, they, they go after international players, so they have a big international following. So you would think that security would do a little bit or better of a job than just straight up backhanding someone right away. But anyway... I how what? did she even get that close and pro like proximity wise good question like, yeah. security messed up twice you let yeah. someone close to him that fast right and then you you overreacted like you must be like straight up i know this is like tmc stuff but you got to know who britney spears is right amen and, and if you, you can, know if you slap someone you better know who you're slapping and you would think that like a slap in Vegas would have video. So it seems kind of suspicious that there hasn't been a video leaked yet. It will happen. I guess <laughs> it should. <laughs> We're going to have to wait and see for that one. We're going to talk about some actual basketball news here. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, they, um, they went out for a trade here. They went out and got Grant Williams and a couple second round picks. The Spurs got Reggie Bullock and an unprotected da Dallas pick swap in 2030. And the Celtics got multiple second round picks. The thing I want to talk about here is kind of the Dallas Mavericks offseason because they ended up signing Kyrie Irving to that fat contract. They go out and trade for Grant Williams. They are trying to steal Matisse Thibel away matched. from the Portland Trailblazers. That was, was matched that matched? Morning. Automatically yes. matched? Yeah, so they're matched. trying to do things for Luka Doncic, who missed the playoffs last season. Do you guys think these two moves and maybe possibly a third one might be on the way? Um, we'll just have to wait and see about that. Do you guys think it's enough to get them into the playoffs for this upcoming season? Get into the playoffs, yes. I just think there's too much natural talent on that team uh, as much as I am not a Kyrie fan. Um, they kept him because they felt like they had to. I appreciate that the, what they've done this offseason is either try to sign defenders or shooting and nothing but on both accounts. The Seth Curry contract they gave out was an awesome deal. It was, I think, oh, the yeah. same deal that Russell Westbrook mm -hmm. got. Yep. That was well done. Grant Williams is the kind of annoying player that every team needs. <laughs> where he can kind of match up on everyone defensively, hit the occasional three. I think he fits, if you put him in the right role, which I think Dallas will, that would make sense. And that cost in terms of trade was nearly nothing. They sent out two second round picks. They got two second round picks back. It was basically Bullock and a pick swap. So I like that deal. Um, I do not think this team is a threat for the title. They still need another center. Agreed. Very badly. Yeah. But... If Kyrie behaves, which his contract was terrible, and I do not think they needed to offer him that much, but he's there. If he behaves, this feels like a six seed, maybe a five fall goes well to me. So overall, I, I do like what they've done outside of the fact that they gave Kyrie three years. I thought two years max for him. So otherwise, I, I think I like what they've done. JJ? Yeah, uh... I felt like with with Luca. Let me concentrate with Luca. You need to surround this rare talent with three and D players and build your roster around him. Now, 
my issue with what the Mavs did is signing Kyrie and keeping Kyrie because the duo of Kyrie and Luka I know people are going to pull out some stats and they, they did pretty well but the stat that reigns all is wins and losses and for them to not make the playoffs is a very telling sign because before they signed Kyrie their record before the all-star break they were actually on a tear they're well above uh, 12 games over 500 and by the end of the season they didn't even make the play-in meaning that you are not you are the bottom of the bottom of the teams to refresh our audience guys how many teams make make it at least to the play-in or postseason? We have 30 teams. How many make it? Are we counting the play-in? Yeah. 20. 20? Yeah. So that's two-thirds. And Dallas, you have a rare talent in Luka and Kyrie. And you lo- lost that many games where you can't even make it in the play-in when... You were actually second and third in seeding at one point of the season. What are they going to do in the playoffs? When defense matters. Right. Yeah. And that's that's sort of why I like that they went after Grant Williams. Because even though a lot was said when he was trying to guard Jimmy Butler and Jimmy <laughs> Butler was giving him buckets and stuff like that. He is he is a good defender. Not a great defender, but he is a he is a good defender. He tries. And he tries. And he's yeah. only 24 years old, so I do like that part as well. I also don't like that Kyrie Irving signing either, but like Sammy said, that was the only thing that they could do with that situation. Yeah. The best that they could hope for is to sign him and hopefully rehabilitate that career a little bit and that value a little bit so that they can make the next move past Kyrie Irving. Kind of like when I talked about Russell Westbrook and when the Lakers signed him, I said that Russell Westbrook isn't the last move. There's got to be a move beyond this besides Russell Westbrook. But I'm going to take us to our next topic here. We have to talk about kind of notable signings, maybe winners and losers of signings. I have this big list of, of contracts that happened the last couple weeks here. And I want you boys, your, you boys to kind of look through it and maybe pick out one or two, maybe winners. And then we'll go losers afterwards. So we'll go with, we'll start with winners. I'll start with Sammy. Who's your first winner? Small part of me wants to be a homer. Do it. And say go that Westbrook <laughs> two for eight is a great contract. It is. It's a great contract. It is a great contract. He actually plays. That's something the Clippers could really use as guys that play. Um, KJ Martin being traded for also a great deal on their part. So Westbrook contract and the KJ Martin trade. I actually like what they did. Credit where it's due to the Lakers in general. They've done pretty well. As much as people will hate on D'Angelo Russell, that contract is super tradable. They signed him to make a trade with that deal for sure. And to also motivate him, because if he plays well, he's going to opt out. Yeah. Um, Can he drop the contract real quick? Two for 37 for D'Angelo Russell. Really nice deal uh, with the with the player option to give him motivation. So it's essentially a contract here again. Uh, so I'll say both LA teams did well. Loser side. 
Oh, we'll, we'll just go winners. Winner, winners oh, so far. Oh, just winner. Okay. I'll, okay, I'll, have, I'll have JJ take the next okay. one. All right, so I'll go with the, the two LA teams, specifically those contracts that I named. And Austin Reeves as well. I'll throw that in there, too. All right, are we saying for winners, the team one or the player one? Well, I'll just leave it. It's an open to interpretation, man. All right, so for winner, in terms of a player, we got to go with Fred Van Fleet. Going to Houston. Yeah. You got a fat contract, $130 million for how many years, Sammy? Do you know off Three. the top of your head? Three years for $130 million, which is a lot. Uh, with his boy, Dylan Brooks. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's a winning combo. I don't know if that's a winning duo in terms of contract deals. But I guess I can't get mad at the Rockets because at least they're trying and... We're giving participation points out in here. So they go <laughs> hand in hand. And I'm going to be a homer. I know June won't mind, but the Draymond Green deal. Because the Warriors definitely are not in the run without Draymond Green. And Dray Draymond Green actually is playing his contract a year later of Steph Curry's. So we at least have... Arguably the two nucleus pieces in the Warriors DNA with Stefan Green for at least three years. So I'm about to give props to that. I'm just gonna add one more to this winner bracket here. Sammy kind of brushed over it. I feel like we need to talk about it. Austin Reeves, four years, 56 million. We all expected Austin Reeves to get the bag. And 56 million seems like a bag to us. But when you see all these other contracts, Jeremy Grant, 160, Dylan Brooks, 80 million, Tyrese Halliburton, 260 million, Austin Reeves, 56 million. I thought this contract so annoying. was going to be mm -hmm. at least <laughs> over 100. Detroit, San Antonio, Houston. That's Anybody. what I'm saying. Come on, man. Mueller. It blows my mind how the Lakers managed to just offer them, offer him 56 million, which is the most they could have, right? Without anyone, not one single team saying, mm, I'm going to offer him more money. That is absolutely crazy to me. Let's talk about losers now. I'm going to go reverse order. JJ, who are your losers? The Rockets lost by getting Dylan Brooks on that deal. I just, I just said that, that he was part of the winning equation a few minutes ago, but wow, that's that's crazy. There were so many tweets, commentary online, sports analysts saying that this dude's gonna play in China, which which is a joke. But to even have the Shanghai Sharks associated with your name is pretty bad as a player in their 20s but signing for 20 million a year geez louise dylan brooks crazy yeah, i'm pretty sure dwight howard had like one of his videos where it started off with dylan brooks yeah it was mm -hmm. like dylan brooks come over to taiwan you'll be great here exactly. you'll love it here are we going with one player because I you think go with another. Go with another. Go another. I I think okay. I'm gonna say the name and then I'll let Sammy expand on it. The losers. 
they keep losing this offseason. I'm gonna have to give it to the Blazers. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Sammy. Why? Dame clearly could not have told them he was on his way out because if he did, Jeremy Grant, you're a nice player and all. Five years for 160 is just, it's out of control. It is, it is out of control. They, they would have let him walk. And that that was literally, they announced that deal. And the next day, Dame announced his trade request. Literally. Yeah. Yep. And all of a sudden, that is a hard deal to trade because no one wants a five-year contract unless it's for a Supermax player. So that their one, Houston was the other obvious one. I'm going to throw Cleveland in here. Cleveland signed three players. They gave Karis LeVert two for 32. They gave Max Struz four for 64. They gave Georges Neong three for 26. Did they need shooting? Sure. Max Struz ain't worth $60 million. I'm sorry. No offense to him. He had his moments. Those are three contracts. I believe they do not have any sort of team option on any of them. I might be wrong on that. Three-year deals, you are now locked into this roster. You lost a lot of flexibility unless you come out underperforming and you put Jared Allen or one of those guys back in trade talks. Was not a fan of what they did at all. Just with that kind of dough, because they spent $30 million a year roughly. No, what am I saying? Thirty. They sent $38 million a year on those three guys. That's that's just a hard pass. So those will be the ones I put on my list. Ro, who are yours? Man. I read, dude. Three for 126. We already talked about this, but that is such a big L in my opinion. Just that type of contract. He's going to be burning so much sage. <laughs> so much money. But can I can I can I say like a sneaky winner? Like as a team, mm. I kind of like what the Sacramento Kings have been doing. I do. Run it back. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to run it back pretty much. Sabonis got a contract, right? An extension. Five five years, 217 mil. Yep. They also added Chris Duarte today from the Pacers, mm -hmm. who's a really good defender. Okay. And, you know, Mike Brown loves his defenders. And then they also added the EuroLeague MVP. That's right. Sasha Vezenkov. I'm so sorry I butchered your name. But if you guys haven't seen any breakdowns of how this man plays, he's a center that plays off the ball, who shoots really well. And I really like what the Kings have been doing. Like Loki. Let me ask you guys one last question. Did the Suns win this year's offseason? And star name, sure. Oh, man. Long term, I don't think so. Um, I will give them credit. They did something I've never seen today. They traded two more pick swaps because that's all they got left to get three second round picks back. I've never seen I that will before. give them credit for doing that, but at the same time, I have to pass blame that they were so desperate for second round picks, not first, second round picks that they're throwing out pick swaps. So, I mean, it, it's not even just the stars, though. Like, they, they ended up getting, who did they get? They got like Eric Gordon. Get Eric they Gordon, did get Eric Gordon, Gordon, which was a great signing. Watanabe. Yeah, Watanabe. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they had a really good offseason. I think they, I think they, they might be winners here. 
I, I'll give you I'll give you guys that for for what they had to offer. The quality of players they got was very high. I will give them that. JJ, are you are you feeling that too? When yeah. is the off season? I was hoping that they wouldn't retool their bench, but they got some solid pickups. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. We can't wait for the season to start, man. But we'll just have to update everyone with the off-season moves with that. That's all we have for tonight's episode. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you all. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to John. Shout out, John. I'm Detective John.